Well, today I just want to direct your attention to a book that you're probably very familiar with, uh, not just the Bible, uh, but a book in the Bible, Second Chronicles. And near the end of Second Chronicles, you have this uh, narrative story of a young king named Josiah. And in Josiah's reign, the book of the law, the book of God's covenant law, is found. Uh, they're doing this renovation of the temple. They're cleaning it up and they discover the book of the law. Now, scholars will debate exactly how it was that this book was lost, what it means that this book was lost. They, they debate precisely what uh, scroll was discovered. Uh, some think it's a smaller, uh, sort of limited number of chapters from the Pentateuch. Some think that it's more expansive than that, maybe the entire book of Deuteronomy. Uh, we're not really completely sure. But the reality is, uh, somehow, through neglect, the book of the law was unused. People were unfamiliar with it. They weren't abiding by the regulations. And what happens in 2 Chronicles 34 is actually this incredible renaissance of uh, people who are sort of blasted out of their apathy and sin by exposure to the requirements of God. Uh, there's, there's a lot of angst. You know, people perhaps have been sitting back uh, in, in their uh, contentedness with the way things were. And, you know, sometimes contentedness isn't a good thing. I mean, normally it is, of course. Uh, normally uh, we'd be a lot better off uh, exemplifying contentedness than we would uh, with the sort of the, the griping and bickering and complaining and, and worrying and all the other things that we do sometimes. Uh, but the people here, uh, they realize that the way things were were absolutely not how they should be. Now, what's fascinating here is that you, you learn a lot about human nature. You know, in terms of human nature, what you discover is that people, uh, you know, they really can uh, just sort of drift along with the status quo. But then when you're challenged by God's revelation, the question is, what are you going to do? All through Chronicles, the historical narrative, what you discover is that people again and again and again, because of their sin nature, uh, resist the revelation of God. Now, sometimes that revelation of God you know, comes through the prophet, sometimes it comes through uh, the word, sometimes it comes through you know, scripture, sometimes it comes through nature itself, general revelation. But wherever it is, however God is revealing himself, we find in the historical narratives, people are resistant to his revelation. That's part of human nature because of sin nature. Now, people are often you know, very content to, to remain in their sin nature, in that natural state, in, in resisting God. Here, however, God's light is rediscovered and it brings about genuine reform. And so what we see is God, through his word, actually implanting new hearts in people. That is, he transforms their nature. So that, whereas before they're, they're, they actually might find sort of contentedness in sin and in ignorance and in darkness, now you know, they're, they're, they're touched to the heart and they respond with, with repentance and humility. They come before the Lord. They, they go and consult the prophetess Hulda to find out what does God require of them. You know, the, the king tears his robes. Uh, he, he demonstrates grief and mourning. And then... The king gathers all the people together. It says in chapter 34, verse 30, 
He went up to the temple of the Lord with the people of Judah, the inhabitants of Jerusalem, the priests and the Levites, all the people from the least to the greatest. So everyone is gathered. He read in their hearing all the words of the book of the covenant, which had been found in the temple of the Lord. So they find the book, they read it to everyone. And then uh, chapter 34, verse 31 is one of the key verses in Second Chronicles, and therefore in all of the historical narrative of scripture. The king stood by his pillar and renewed the covenant in the presence of the Lord to follow the Lord and keep his commands, statutes, and decrees with all his heart and all his soul and to obey the words of the covenant written in this book. The king himself leads the way in renewing their, their promise to be faithful to the covenant that God has established with them. They discover the covenant terms in the book of the law and they, the king himself leads in repentance and humility and in implementing these things. He brings all the people with him from the least to the greatest. And so what you see here is this massive revolution. It's not a new covenant, but it's the renewal of covenant terms with God. He's been so gracious. He's been so faithful to, to, uh, to them. Even when they have neglected his word, he has remained their covenant Lord. And now that his word is discovered and there's a transformation in their nature, they gravitate towards the light. They, they move away from the darkness. They come into the light and they pledge to be obedient to the Lord. That's so important. You know, again, that, that the, the human sin nature does not permit us, does not allow us, does not cause us to move towards God. But whenever God's revelation and light is, whenever we're exposed to his revelation and light, when our hearts are soft and we're able to, to respond appropriately, that's when we know that God's been at work. It's not enough to hear the word. You have to be a doer of it. It's not enough to, be, uh, to, to hear what God has to say. You have to embrace it. And 2 Chronicles 34, 31 is one of the highest points in scripture to demonstrate what it looks like when God changes his people uh, to embrace his covenant love and covenant law, to, his, his covenant light, to embrace it and to be obedient to it because he is such a great God. So, you know, sometimes I know people get bogged down a little bit as they're working through those historical books, First and Second Kings, First and Second Chronicles, but you, know, you, you persevere, you, you read the narrative arc, and then you come across verses like chapter 34, verse 31, which, you know, even it would be hard either intentionally or randomly to pick a more edifying verse than that.